Well, it, you'd like to think that they're <coughs> cracking down on it because they got more control on what's being pushed from their server. Now, knowing Adobe's security policies, do they really have that control, or is that already... <laughs> <laughs> Exploit city, huh? They have kind of a rock solid security. Well, please. Number 55 of Yats. Every week, Wednesday nights, yet another techshow.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me this evening, a whole panel on the brand new, the new and improved Google Hangouts video call messenger talk chat. Aunt Pruitt, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Matt? Larry Press. What's up, Larry? Hey, guys. Good to see you. Mike Rothman. Mr. Rothman. Hey, gentlemen. Glad to be here. Also, it's been a minute, but we got him back. Patrick Jordan. What's going on, Patrick? Hey there. Thanks for having me. Good to have you back. And Richard, hey. Richard, how you doing? Doing well, thanks. Good. Excellent. All right. So much stuff to get to. We're just going to get right into it. Uh, Google I.O. started. So I guess uh, I don't know even where to start. I was uh, watching a little bit earlier today, and I, I want to just share a couple of uh, screen screenshots, if I if I could. Go for it. I don't know what this means. Could be just... Cue the crash. Could be just random. No, this is going to work. Now, <laughs> during during the beginning of the, the keynote, can you tell me what time is on the clock here? On both clocks. Just... just want, is that interesting? Just want to point that out. That I thought that was odd. Don't ask me why I noticed that. Uh, and then I have this one. <laughs> I'm sure everyone uh, that was watching it this is probably one of their favorite moments. The waiting for other players to join Riptide yeah. GP2 uh, demo oh, yeah. demo yeah. fail. So uh, that, and then I have one more here. I want to share with you guys. Oh, wait. Nope, that's another one of the 420 clock. Never mind, just two. So, uh, Aunt Pruitt, you were watching this as well. Uh, yeah. What is your... I don't even know like how to talk about this. There's just so much. So just start us off. What was awesome? What wasn't? Uh, my opinion is a little more on the nerdy side. Uh, I, I like the tools that they're giving the developers with the Android Studio um, getting into the SDK. And um, is that... it gives them extra tools. Well, not the SDK, but the IDE, the development tool. It's like lowering the barrier of entry to, to code your own apps. It's almost like what Microsoft right. front page did for websites back in the early aughts. Like, everyone yeah. can just drag and drop. It's not going to work on all your browsers, but whatever. You made a website. <laughs> Go you. Well, let's hope that's not the case. But Let, that was yeah, one well. thing I liked was just watching. Because I watched a few more of the the classes after the original keynote and just watched them talk about different methods and stuff in the code and how the API is just pretty much wide open for them to do whatever they want to do. It's kind of interesting. If you've never actually seen what 
code looks like that's running on your smartphones. Like, watch. Uh, we'll put links to it there because you can put a time code of where to start a video. So we'll put a link to the parts where they're showing code. It's it's kind of interesting to see. It's not what you would think if if you've right. never seen it before. It's pretty neat. You know, and then I also liked um, what they're doing with Chrome in search, uh, integrating Google Now more so into it. Uh, the little demo with that seemed to go really well, even though they were in a big uh, arena or what have you to do this presentation. And you know those microphones have all that ambient sound. Still did fairly well with some of the queries they were trying to run. Do you yeah. think that's why uh, who was who? I forget the guy's name that was uh, giving his talk there, but he had this other lady demonstrate it because I don't, I don't think it would have in that environment understood him very well for a for a demo, and hers right. like it was spot on, and she was kind of over enunciating, but she made it very natural sounding. Right, she because she gave her him whole, his his accent, you know. Right, but. yeah, exactly. But she gave her whole speech in that kind of over enunciated, so it kind of sounded normal once you got into it. But this it, is the thing about OK Google. Yeah, it was impressive yeah. how well it worked, considering how well I the other one. Sarcasm, OK Google. Okay, Google. <laughs> we said that on AOTA last night with Glass. Instead of like take a picture, if you could just say, "Okay, Google, look," and it did, and it would just look and take a picture, like more natural, you know. And that's kind of what they're moving towards, which is interesting. Well, it'd be easy enough to let you define your own vocabulary. That's true. Yeah, your own keyword. Whatever you yeah. want to whatever. That might be all right and keep you from getting bombed. You know, well. I guess bomb is not the appropriate word, but, you know, if someone has glass and some jerk walks by and says, okay, okay, glass, and just, you know, throws up triplex.com or some crap on your eyes. And then that forever is in your Google search history as search for porn. Search for porn, email contacts. (laughs) Search for porn, email all. Send. Send. (laughs) No backsies. No undo. (laughs) That's awesome, uh, Larry. What did you watch the the keynote at all? Was was there anything you wanted? That's I I didn't see a single second of it, so I'm really curious to hear what you guys. Okay, uh, Mike, you, did you have anything you wanted to to point out? You know, not to point out. I I didn't actually get to watch the uh, the keynote, but I'm I'm kind of loving the new cleaner, uh, brighter look to Google Plus. It is nice around with my stream format. I, there's a lot, a lot, lot I like about it. It's it's prettier, but has it got any different functionality? I haven't. Well, they've been tweaking the algorithms with it. Robert, uh, was it Robert Knight? And he posted that he noticed his stream was being all weird the last couple of days. And I found a link to a, an article about how they've been uh, messing with everything, and it looks like it's under control now. Like I, it looks great. Uh, on on the laptop and the tablet and the phone. Well, also also the photo section is significantly altered. Right. Well, Patrick, you know, you, let's let's get the people that watched it. Uh, Patrick, you watched it, right? I did. Yeah. What um, what was what stood out in your mind? Well, I mean, I'm the kind of token iOS guy here. Um, this is the first year that I really feel uh, I really felt excited about what was going to happen at Google I.O. in the keynote. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought I'd tune in for a while, you know, a short while and, and see what was up. I, I couldn't walk away from it. I, I sat there for the full 
three hours and 20-some minutes, including the final Q&A. It was oddly um, captivating, right? I, I was getting, like, my oil changed and my tires rotated, so I was sitting in these offices, and I had my tablet tethered. I was like, oh, the, the thing's on. So I watched it with headphones, and I found myself, when I had to drive to the next place, like, plugging the tablet into the radio so I could continue to listen to it, because it was really, it was I, interesting. Honestly, it was intriguing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I kept waiting for a boring section, and I was going to go, like, refill my water. My water glass was empty after, like, 40 minutes. The pee break? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I took one bathroom break in three hours and 20, and I was starving and thirsty afterwards because I never refilled my water glass. I think they've, but they've, I, I never got bored. They've and definitely like learned. To me. Like, they've definitely <laughs> learned from the past IOs what to focus on and what to save for the the lesser like the fireside chats and the developer things that they're doing and just kind of stick to like here's the wow stuff and they they made it go really well even in between having yeah. crashes and problems like they made the whole thing flow really well and this is just an outside perspective watching the live stream which was glitchy but it worked yeah. i thought so too i thought it was all really slick i thought the, the some of the graphics and visuals up on the big screens were like amazing to watch really impressive I thought all the speakers were good, especially Vic Gundatra. I'm not Gundotra. sure how to Vic Gundotra, yeah, he's, he's got the stage presence for sure. He's charming. Now, Patrick, being an iOS guy, have you been using the Google Now stuff with the Google Search app or anything? Yeah. Uh, in fact, I just um, – I'm, I'm using a Galaxy Note 2 uh, over recent weeks. I've gone away from the iPhone – I can honestly say there's not a single thing I miss about the iPhone at the moment. Now, what's that it's doing pro- for your for your site, iPad Insights? Are, are you going to well, change it? I haven't it? anywhere in terms of the iPad. I, oh, I haven't okay. used the Galaxy Note 8 as well. Nice. Um, and I think it's an impressive tablet, but I, I still think the iPad Mini is the nicest tablet out there on the market. Um, but uh, the iPhone, for me, had become just a phone and a camera. Um, Interesting. And I find that with the Note 2... It's a powerful device again. I'm using lots of apps on it. I'm, I'm enjoying the Android interface on it, even though it's you know, Samsungified with their TouchWiz UI. Right. Well, now that um, you since you mentioned that, we should mention the S4 Developer Edition, which next, I was waiting next. for them to say unlocked on AT and T, T-Mobile, and Verizon, and it didn't say Verizon. I was like, oh, because that would be the one I'd go to from the Galaxy Nexus. But now I, ah. I was kind of bummed about that. We don't have that up here. So Matt, you would go there for $650? I would go there for a trade-in and like a $150 upgrade. <laughs> not yeah, for nice six. Try. No, not for no six, for sure. I'd keep you my know, tablet. I, when they when they announced it, I remember Hugo was holding the phone and, and he says, and you can get this for $649. Yeah, or this Nexus says, 10 Ooh. for like $400 <laughs> or whatever. The crowd was like, um, no. It was like, <laughs> it was well, that. That price is pretty typical. I mean, when you're talking unsubsidized and unlocked, I mean, it, it, he said it was going to be at AT&T and T-Mobile, where with a subsidized price, it's going to be 200 or whatever, right? Well, and is that, that's also not the, the quad-core version. That's the Exynos octa-core version, right? If it's the unlock. Well, how much was the Nexus 4? Two, I want to say. The Nexus 4 is 299 for the eight gig and like three fifty for the sixteen gig. Yeah, I thought it was like three fifty last year when it was launched, something like that. For the I didn't... Gig, the bigger, the bigger. Did you see though, like when he flipped it on and it wasn't touch whiz and everyone was just like, yeah, wow. yes. <laughs> Samsung. I hope Samsung was watching that and is like, 
Hmm, maybe. I mean, not well, that they care. the audience, too. Yeah, okay. well, yeah, for sure. That's developer. I like the uh, the music stuff. I'm not. I'm not. Every time on Google Music, it, I, I got the updates and everything, and it was like try this subscription thing for free. Even and I'm like, I'm not into subscribing for music. Like I have a good, healthy collection, and anything Arr. else, I'll just buy it. Like whatever. I don't want a radio. I don't know. It's not my thing, but it is. I guess they need it to compete if they want to get up there with the other streaming services. But what does this do for the artists? Like, is my music as a Google Play artist going to be streamed? And what what's my cut of the stream? Because we know what the breakdown is, 70-30 for uh, purchases. But I haven't seen anything for, for that. I haven't exactly You looked, haven't gotten any documentation from them? I, n- no, but I haven't looked for it either. So knowing Google, there's probably a .py somewhere out there, <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. Here's your help. I but mean, you might get. I'll tell a you half a cent. Maybe. How many plays yeah. on Mog? There was a great uh, infograph floating around a while ago about music and how much artists make with these streaming services, and it was in uh, comparison to if this was your full time job and like the amount of plays you would need to break. E- it's just ridiculous. It's like millions and millions. It's like YouTube yeah. Partner. You know, you get a few bucks if you get like thousands and thousands, and it's just not that worth it but i don't know the the update the the refresh looks awesome it took a minute to load and on older computers if you scroll through it while you're playing music it kind of glitches and skips and hymns and haws and all that but if you if you leave it it's okay and on the phone it looks great tablet looks great the images i mean everything looks much nicer this way than the old app i think It, it looks and works great on the galaxy note 2 for sure I also doesn't it doesn't it not seem just a little bit like uh, an iTunes plus Spotify sort of combo? Well, it yeah, looks it's like the Spotify UI to me. I swear it does. Well, but it's got On the, the iTunes element as well because it lets you upload your whole library. Like I've got my entire iTunes library. You're saying for copy. what they offer, what it's offering yeah. now? Yeah, it is because yeah. you can import I mean, I've, your I've iTunes. uploaded my whole iTunes library to Google Music, you know, uh, I don't know, a year ago or something. Yeah, they give you an option in the in the music <laughs> right. manager to, like, hear, so if I'm, you're so in I've iTunes, got, bring it. Yeah, so I've got both. I mean, I can, you know, it, it brought in all my iTunes content, it brought in all my iTunes playlists, and I can do all the streaming and radio stuff, um, and all I'm doing is making new playlists and uh, putting a G at the front of their name, so I know that they're the you know Google Music streaming ones rather than uh, own content. I'll tell you, ever since I started using Google Music, it's it's become my default. I used to use Winamp, used to use other stuff. If I'm doing things on the computer, I still go to Winamp, but any mobile, it's all Google Music. And that's just because the computer's old and it hiccups and it doesn't like multitasking or something. But my default now, I'll get a new album and it instantly goes into Music Manager and up to my Google Music. I think I'm at like 13,000 songs now, so I got a little ways to go. But I've also purchased music through there, and I love that it's right there on the device and on all the devices. They've made it really work well. It also integrates with YouTube, so if you're listening to a music video, it just puts you to the link, say, hey, you can go buy it if you want to. Yep. So my story is almost the same as yours, Matt. Um, I was using Spotify really heavily because it had a great um, iOS app. And then I got the Galaxy Note 2, and every time I want to go work out, I want music with me. So 
I checked Spotify onto the Galaxy Note 2, and it's terrible, horrible, completely broken, doesn't work. So I, I, so I swapped to RDO, and I spent like, I don't know, 10 days, you know, drips and drabs, recreating, because you can't export a playlist. So I recreated all my playlists on RDO, you know, like steadfastly. And, lit, and literally like two days ago, I got to where I was like, okay, cool. RDO is all set up. And then they announced that today, and I was like, man, damn it. I gotta do <laughs> I'll tell you what. I gave up on making <laughs> playlists. All my playlists are disposable. I make them as I play them, and then I delete them because it's, it's constantly changing. Or I move a, a, a MP3 album, and now it's gone. It's Yeah, playlists are no, no good. I do like <laughs> that with that you can have the option to sync it to your device beforehand, and it sounds like if you're paying them per month, Whatever you listen to, you can have the option to have it sync to your device also. So it's like, I, I don't know. Here, it's where you get spotty LTE or 3G even. It's good to have a lot of stuff on device just in case, you know, that connectivity is gone. And you can do yeah, that across so Most of them you do can... that. RDO does that and Spotify does that too. And that, oh, okay. that's true. You want them. That's kind of default. You want at least some of them. Yeah. What, Mike? Patrick, how recently did you try Spotify on... Uh... On Android, because it works really well on my uh, HTC One X. I love it on mine, too. Mine is like two weeks ago, maybe, and when I um, when I went to, you know, Google it to see how I could fix, I mean, their support community, the, the Spotify support forums and stuff, there were like dozens and dozens and dozens of threads with exactly the same fail errors that I was getting, and they've oh. been there for... Uh, six months plus with no solution, no effective solutions from Spotify. Oh, so you were getting an error message. It, I was getting a big time fail error message. You need like, to I'm not going to come out to play. You needed to <laughs> uninstall, clear some cache, maybe reboot, then reinstall, and maybe it would work. Maybe I, I don't know. I didn't. I went. Believe me, I went through like I don't know at least ten. Uh, support spotify support form threads and each of them being like 20 pages worth of posts wow and i never found a solution sometimes wow. you just got to give up and and move on to the next app <laughs> yeah. uh what else from from iowa was there anything else we we wanted to focus on there was so much uh one of the things i really thought was awesome was the demonstration of the multiple platform multiple screen uh slot car racer game what was that called racer did you, guys, racer. did you see that? That kind of blew my mind because it was one. It was a bunch of screens, different screens, and the track was fluid between all the screens. It was one big yep. track, and the cars went, and it it was synced like perfect. I don't know that there was something about that demonstration. It worked flawlessly. It seemed, and it, I, know, that, I was high on the Google Maps. Um, map also, yeah, definitely, and know, and the racer the thing is view. the racer the racer thing is very like alpha like it was just like here's an idea we got to work and it was yeah. just cool for demo's sake but the maps yeah. thing is working what did they add to google apps uh, maps this gave it a little more detail and a little more fluidity um but you can go in and out of different venues uh whether you're on your app and you pull something up and it, it'll let you zoom all the way into that location even if it's like a restaurant or something you zoom into the address and zoom in to the inside if it if they had the views of it. If the information's they, there, they right? did a part where they went out from say 
Charlotte, North Carolina and zoomed out to a satellite view and kept going and kept going out further and further to where you just saw the globe and uh, the and you, you had live view of the, the cloud structure at that time in the atmosphere. And then you could pull out even more and see the um, see the sun, you know, like part of the Milky Way and tilt. The more you tilted the uh, <coughs> tilted the mouse of the screen, it, it did the rotation for you, so you could see the different shades of um, from the sh- from the sun shadowing. You know, it, 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 it was wasn't really Google I/O, but they've also put up, I think, in the last week or so. At least that's when I discovered a real cool site where you can see time lapse photography of the entire Earth, Ooh. one frame per year for since 1984. So you can see shit like the rainforest in the Amazon disappearing right before wow. your eyes. Really wow. Yeah. I have a link to it in the uh, roundup. Roundup? Roundup. Yeah, I've learned. Was there any hardware? Did they announce a tablet or any hardware of any sort? No. Yeah. Only the, no. Uh, the Samsung phone. You got the Samsung Galaxy S4 you guys were talking about. Earlier. Yeah. It was no, Nexus. Nothing <laughs> I mean, it got a Nexus treatment, but that was it, though. No new tablets, no new Chromebooks, anything like that. Everyone, they gave away Chromebooks. Though. Everyone was that was there got a Pixel, a free fifteen hundred dollar yeah. Pixel. They spent some money. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, but like they said, they want people to be. If you're going to be designing, you should have these the the high end screens so that everything looks good. Because I, I complain about websites looking like crap on the Nexus 10. I've never noticed that anywhere else because nothing I use has that screen resolution. And when you get okay. on the Pixel, if you're browsing the web, unless you're on a site like The Verge or something that's made for that resolution, like you really notice it. It's, it's quite. It's it's glitchy. It's weird. Uh, you want to mention some numbers uh, at the beginning? Four hundred million activations, twenty twelve up to nine hundred million in twenty thirteen. Sick. Forty eight billion app installs ever uh, in the last four months. This is from Ant's notes. Thank you, Ant. Uh, more money was paid to the devs than all of last year. It's pretty crazy. Just in the last four months. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, just the raw numbers. Like, you, you really get a feel for how large and how far this stretches. It, it's it's kind of mind-blowing. You know, do you credit that to Jelly Bean? Well, yeah, it's got to be the evolution of the OS. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. would give a crap if you were still on Donut, right? Yeah. yeah I thought the- one of the impressive numbers in there was the... Um, I think it was two and a half times revenue per user. Yeah. This year, and and for developers, because yeah. I I think we used to read a lot about how, uh, and I don't know whether these were accurate reports or not, but I know that there used to be a lot of reports about, you know, Android users don't spend as much as yep. iOS users. Do you remember they all those? They don't all those... pay for apps. Right. Blah blah blah. blah. So two and a half. Times re, you know revenue per user increasing means that Android users do want to you know are willing to pay. Well, for it apps. all depends also on how much the revenue was compared to iOS. At I mean, was it an order of magnitude? And then two and a half times, just kind of bringing it a little closer. Well, it was like during all the big flame wars when people were writing those link bait articles, and you saw that a lot where it was like all the money's in iOS. So if you're developing, go here first, and then Android as an afterthought or something like that. It was well, it was back in that, time. that. Yeah, uh, it was for a while, right? I mean, they were the first. They were there. 
Well, also, oh, no, they the right direction. Whoa. The whole ecosystem of like, pay a dollar a song, pay a dollar an app. Right. And that works. I've bought more apps than, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. I bought a lot I of mean, apps. just like Patrick said, I was, I mean, I was that guy that, you know, and I still am. Give me the free version of it. I, I'll be all right with it. But I, I know in 2012, I spent more money ever in Google Play. Because it's it small for... increments. It's a buck here, a buck there. And when you think yeah. about it, if a million of us each give this developer a buck, like he's going to be set to make some cool apps. And if it's yeah. something you use more than once a week, then pay for it. It's a buck. Like, who cares? Yeah. You're right. It's good to see good platforms to do that. I just sacrificed my beer money here and there. That's all. Yeah, you know. Not that, Ant. Not that. I did. I did for an app here and there. <laughs> just skip eating for a day. It's only ramen. It's like 27 cents. Come on. Uh, you want to talk about the Google Plus updates? That was another big uh, area they completely not pulled the rug out from under, but just changed it up. I like it. I think it looks I'm good. I'm looking prettier. What's, what are the big differences? Uh, the columns, the stream, the you're saying the picture stuff. The auto hashtagging is kind of cool. If you post a yes. picture, their example in the in the keynote, if you didn't watch it, was the Eiffel Tower. It was a picture of the Eiffel Tower, and it knew that, yo, that's the Eiffel Tower. Now, maybe it was the Eiffel Tower in Vegas. I don't know. It knows that that's what that is, and you're probably there. So that's kind of yeah, cool. The only thing I didn't necessarily like was the whole um, video chat. It, it You have that option if you post something on your stream. You know, let's say I could, I'm talking about Android, and I get a couple comments, and then all of a sudden, people want to take this to video chat. And you hit video chat, and it's inviting everybody on that but is particular that the, is that conversation. The, is that the use for that, though? Like, are you video chatting about a post? Like, I that's that's what they that's what they published there. I didn't like the idea that anybody can do that and suck me right on into this this conversation. It would be cool if it was... What, Larry? I mean, you don't have to answer if somebody wants to chat with you about a post. Well, yeah, but if you're like me or Ant or you guys, if you have, like, a tablet and a phone and maybe another tablet, and as soon as your browser hits, like, it rings everything. And then, so that that is kind of (laughs) annoying. But you can adjust that, I'm sure. Yeah. I just didn't like that. Something about security just bugged me. When they when you mentioned that, you know, but is that is that a, a Google Plus feature? Or are you talking about the new Hangouts app? Google Plus feature because well, said it's, it, it's all one, right? The the app is connected to oh yeah to Google Plus. It's it's like the Messenger was. You remember when when Plus first came out, and then there's that Messenger right. app. It, it's kind of it replaced that, but it more it, it brought it more unified. I didn't realize that. I mean, I I what Ant was saying, I recognize that being a feature of the Hangouts app, but I, I had not yet seen that or noticed that in the new Google Plus interface. And if you look on the device, like, it's still, <coughs> it, it's still talk. But if you go, if yeah. you go to the Play Store and search for Hangouts, it brings you to an app, and it just says, open. And when you click, when you tap, here, right here, it says Hangouts replaces talk. And then, but it does. It keeps the same icon, even. Yeah. So if 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 I tap on open, it just opens chat, like, and then you're back to G chat, which is talk, yeah. which is cool. I like talk, but I don't know. It's kind of weird city in terms of branding, though. I mean, like, I I wanted to go 
uninstall Google Talk just so I can have the proper icon because in the Google Play Store, right. Hangouts has a new icon. And this is my OCD just driving me crazy. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it almost – You can't yep. install Google Talk. It seems like two different uses though, right? Like I want a client that I can use to just text chat because I'm just chatting. And when I do Hangouts, then we're going to do a Hangout. I don't want I, – I don't know. It, it seems like a weird thing to mix. I haven't gotten my update yet on mobile. You know, but I, but mentioning it as far as the web interface, people are just still up in arms over it for whatever reason. And it reminds me of the last time we had an interface change in the whole white space story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I remember. Well, and this you know, isn't now. completely unified, right? I'm in the doc chat for this, sh- for this, and I type hi, and everybody's in there, but it doesn't show up in the Hangout chat. So it's not connected there. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's supposed to be, but when they said they were going to unify all of yeah, them, what happened assume... to the talk of Babel? Babel turned into Hangout. That's what Hangout is, right? But I still Richard? have two icons. Richard, I still have two apps. Hold on. Richard, is Babel Hangout? Just nod your head. <laughs> I believe so. Thank you. I don't know. But I still it's, have two two apps. Yeah, I still have Messenger, Google Plus, Talk, and Hangout. Actually, I don't have Hangout in the thing. It's only if you search for it. Okay, well, it's, it's not true until Aunt Pruitt has it on his device. Okay. <laughs> well, it was just announced today, so calm down. And you'll know that because one of the other things... Well, it was, it was, it was interesting. I went to Google Play to try and install Hangout, and it basically just said, this Open. will replace Talk, but then it just said... It didn't say installer. No, there's no update button. All it says is open. That's all you can do. And when you open, right. that's what you I open, showed is that it opens. It opens talk. It opens talk. Like talk. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. that another cool thing they announced for the developers is being able to push out your app updates to a percentage of people rather than here's an update or here's a beta or whatever. I'm going to push it out just out. You can say to 10% to 20%, whatever percentage <coughs> of your downloads you want to get it out there to. So you can kind of test it or release it slowly. I thought that was kind of neat. So maybe right, that's that what thing they're... Where you could like geo-target and say just... just exactly. So maybe they're doing that with Hangout. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? At least I you would can... assume Richard knows. At least you can turn the audio notifications off fairly easy. No, that's a good thing. The notification sync. That um, is something cool. Everything. And I hope all developers do that. Because there's still some apps that are like... Every time I pick up a different device, I have to close the same damn notification. So I'll be good to, to deal with. Because I hate it when I turn my tablet on after I get home or whatever, and all of my text messages that I've gotten throughout the day from Google Voice. Are on your home machine. It's like a yeah. list like this by the time you get home of yeah. updates or, you know, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. I turn it on and it's, it's constantly chiming and I just laugh at it, you know, like this could be fixed easily i mean they got the button you can hit the one button and they're gone but it would be nice to like be where you left off at at all times you know always updated so all right well was there anything i mean it's still this like we said it was day one so i'm sure there'll be more coverage we're going to talk about it again next week with everything else to kind of wrap it up uh was there anything else any of you guys wanted to to mention or bring up about anything that was announced uh today I, i thought uh this is like spot on topic. I know um, 
I, I thought it was pretty cool when Larry Page dissed Robert Scoble a little bit about the shower picture. I yeah. didn't catch that. He had to get his shot in, as as has everybody else. Sco- Scoble was the first guy up when they started question and answer. And he asked his question, and, and before he started his answer, Larry Page said, you know, hey, not too happy about that shower picture. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Oh, Hi, Jack and the brand. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the Q&A was cool, and it was you could still hear it in, in his voice that he was, like, it was very raspy still. But And he did say, didn't he say, like, he should have came out earlier and said, like, yo, I have a problem with my, yeah. with my throat. Well, it's not like you can't notice that. Just watching the voice call, or just listening well, right. to the the, 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 announce, the, the the announcement calls for Wall Street and so on, right? Sure. If you listen to that kind of thing. Sure. Sure. Uh, Does any, it. any great glass stuff? They didn't really, I mean, I didn't catch any. I didn't watch the whole thing, but was did they well, talk about glass much? I didn't see one thing about it, but you have to check out the next couple of days on the calendar. I'm sure, sure there's Well, there's a ton of... Of of thing, I just didn't know it wasn't mentioned much in the in the keynote. I did like uh, the pictures of the crowd, and like you could see half of the the crowd there was yeah. wearing their glass, and then there was the other the other ones that weren't. It's kind of the weird. real nerds, yeah. <laughs> and then I like in in the comments on one of them, somebody pointed out, and we noticed this when we watched it. There was like one kid towards the beginning with his MacBook, like trying to get out a. Trying to get out a post real quick, and somebody called it out in the comments. They were like, 2244, MacBook guy, ha. <laughs> it was so classic. It was like such classic internet YouTube commentary. It was, it was good. So, all right. Well, yeah, lots of interesting things going to come out still, and I'll, I'll, I'll be excited to see what. It's always cool to see what the developers end up creating like six, three, six months after this when when we see apps and, and everything using all of the technology that was, was announced and discussed. Well, what about, uh, what about like the, uh, the Adobe, uh, subscription only uh, announcement? Yeah, we should, we should talk about that. You know, you usually can get the, uh, the software package on your computer and they want to kind of phase that out a little bit and then move to subscription only. How, how would that work? Um, you pay me. When I hear subscription only, I'm thinking I'm paying somebody X dollars per month for, for the fee. rest of I your mean, life for a, for a service. Forever. I think you've got it there, and was it so, fifty nine ninety nine? Hold on, I'll find it. It's, you know, I think it was fifty. Is it not just a payment plan on a five hundred dollar package? You're not. Or, you're not putting two thousand dollar worth of Photoshop on layaway. No, this is this is straight up subscription. Pay pay for our stuff, but. Yeah, I, I think the fifty dollars price point. I mean, just for me, seemed a little high. Yeah, uh, and you can. Yeah, we should mention. You should mention that's for everything. You can get individual stuff for like what fifteen dollars a month or something. Oh, like just for just for if their page uh, wasn't Photoshop. if their damn page wasn't in Flash and a pile of poo, <laughs> I would tell you. Jesus Adobe. They mean you get all their apps for fifty bucks a month. The complete individual is thirty bucks a month. Everything fifty bucks a month. Yeah, fifty bucks a month. Is this like Adobe Premiere and everything? If you're a CS customer, it's only thirty bucks a month. If you're an existing CS3 customer. 
So if you pirated your copy, let's say allegedly, like does that count? Are there like a hundred Steve Millers signing up for their thirty dollar a month plan? And if there was, Adobe should embrace that we're even paying at all. You know, I wonder what do the hardcore editors and stuff think about that? Would they just go ahead and just flat out have paid for the package and been left at that or they're like, oh, this would be a better model for us going down the road. Well, because, I mean, $50 a month, you, what's that? What's 50 times 12? What's that, $600? Okay, so is that package, is it worth $600 every year? Well, if you think what's about it. What's their update pricing like? Because, I, I mean, I I'm not a Adobe apps user or a creative guy like that at all, but I'm, I would imagine if their update costs are, you know, even relatively high, then that monthly fee might start looking pretty good if you know that you're never going to have to pay for updates exactly, and always right? have the latest version. If you think about it, how much do they charge? You don't buy it once and get free updates the rest of your life. Every new version, you have to rebuy it. And yeah, right. that's, true. Yeah, do... that's the point. You don't have to rebuy it. If the current version's working for you and you don't need the new features, exactly. you don't rebuy it. Or that. You Some people are still also... using Photoshop 6. It, if it works, right? It's like the GIMP. Yeah. And now, now, now the question. Now these are not necessarily web apps. These are still the Mac and Windows proprietary apps. They just have a subscription model on them. Right. You're. I. I assume you're not doing this in the browser. If. If it. Could you imagine photo like all done in Flash and just clunky? <laughs> well, no, HTML5 and uh, you know the uh, the new uh, video stuff. Has Adobe they, embraced they, that? You know they used to have Photoshop.com. <laughs> which was their kind of lame online editor. And just this week I got an email saying, hey, they've changed the name of it and that it's going to get way better. So they're also kind of moving up in that direction. Well, because I could see that you might be able to get like people that have Chromebook pixels or other people that are looking for right. high-end apps paying a subscription fee to basically access uh, this, this kind of application, which you couldn't get on that device any other way. And when you move to this model, it almost like, can you crack it? Do they chop off that whole piracy problem? If it's cloud-based? Well, it, you'd like to think that they're <coughs> cracking down on it because they got more control on what's being pushed from their server. Now, knowing Adobe's security policies, do they really have that control or is that already... <laughs> <laughs> Exploit city, huh? They have kind of a rock, rock solid security. Well, listen, if you're relying on their cloud to do your creative designing, knowing their reputation, they do have an uphill PR battle to 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 fight because they're not the best. I mean, every known exploit that's ever been exploited has been through PDFs or freaking Java. Yeah. That's a really good point. If you're working on this super secret new design for the Coca-Cola <laughs> bottle or something, and you reckon that all the Pepsi dudes are going to get their hands on it, you're probably not going to go for that service. Right. You, I can't have my design computers online, so is this going to work for that? A lot of people don't like putting their design computers on the internet because they don't want, they don't want them messed with, so they just never connect them. You know? How is that going to work for them? Well, you can wow. use the you can use this sort of uh, online version of the software and store yourself locally too. Sure, there's nobody says you have. And, and of, you know, think about when when Google has their gigabit internet all over the world. 
then that looks like a much, you know. Well, at that point, yeah, you're five years from now, and right. it looks like a more attractive. Until the cloud goes down, as we've seen in the past, when you can't get to it, all of a sudden you get that eerie, dark, empty feeling that, like, huh, I can't, hold on, F5, huh. <laughs> like, it gets lonely awfully quick when there's no, oh, no like cloud. There's a, there's, a, there's a classic blog out there, the McSweeney's yeah. blog, about the, the, when the guy that, you know, fixes his his girlfriend's grandparents' Wi-Fi and is heralded as a as a hero. <laughs> where, where they go through it, a classic description of exactly this failure mode, where it's like they were they were on this compact presario and they were trying to, and then one day the Google did not load. The Google. Awesome. <laughs> I've seen that one. That's, that is an awesome. And then, and then they were like, and then the USA Today also did not load. <laughs> it goes down the list of all these sites that they were going to visit. The internet was down. That was the whole problem. They were talking to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Google. You know, back on the, the five, 50 bucks a month, whatever, people that are professional designers that make their living doing Photoshop probably don't care. I mean that that's not going to stop. No, if you design for a firm, I'm sure like that's it's just going to be a, a cost they're going to have to say is it cheaper to do it this way or that way. And then... they'll probably also have uh, deals for, you know, for people that have, you know, like student labs, 100 copies for sure. these prices and stuff. Well, and the thing is I think also you, if you may get people that'll go and buy just, you know, older copies of the software that isn't subscription based. Right? Mm-hmm. One thing it cuts off is, is uh, and I don't know to what extent this exists, but people that get this stuff and fool around with it, even get pirated versions, like students, for example, learn to use it and then buy it when they graduate. Hard um, time piracy. I, when, I worked, when I worked for IBM, we used to give computers to schools, just hoping that they would train people to buy IBM computers. And that worked. And it worked. Yeah, the $400 floppy drive, that was awesome. I uh... PS2. No, I, IBM, IBM was giving away computers. Even. Oh, microchannel. I, I hate to, I hate to, even before that, I hate to <laughs> march it, but IBM's been in the business a long time, and sadly, I was there a long time ago. That's my... It's all true. It's all true. Sad but true. You were talking about, like, a, a faster broadband. We talked about this on AOTA last night a little bit, about the, the Samsung and their 5G... Uh, oh, yeah. Their new gigabit uh, wire, wireless, not Wi-Fi, but uh, 5G LTE, whatever. They're saying by 2020. Yeah, but you know what? Do you? I mean, I can see. I I get a little poster just off the top of my head. I listed five or six things that just seem unanswered questions. You hit a few that we talked about on AOTA, like what data caps and stuff like that. Yeah, the antenna spreads you would need to do it were just unbelievable. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how about the backhaul for all that? And, oh, shit, I hit my AT&T cap in the first 30 minutes of the month. I mean, there's all kinds of unanswered questions there. And also, isn't it, I mean, people do technology, you know, demonstrations all the time, but that's far from having a product on the street. Well, absolutely, and that's all this was, was just... It a, seemed like a PR move to me. Yeah, like, hey, right. we're... So, for example, uh, you know, uh, the 100 gigabit Ethernet stuff, right? Uh, it's still cheaper to basically hook up and 
individual 10 gigabit links than it is to hook up 100 gigabit. But you might have a carrier say, hey, we got a 100 gigabit connection from Berlin to London just so they can write that article or that press release. Right. Even if it costs like two or three times more than doing 10, 10 gigabits. Right. Yeah. But it's the same amount of bandwidth. It's just that it sounds, sounds better. Yeah. yeah, it just sounded like a PR set. Is it weird that, like, Samsung, what is their, why are they doing it? They're not a carrier. They're, are they going to make the technology and then sell it to the carrier for the spectrum? Or, like, they, what uh, is the vision that sells the carrier? Is equipment? it their chips that are doing their antennas? I, I don't know. That just, I thought that was interesting. I've never heard them in the. Right, like, they, they might do a bit of everything, don't they? I mean, that's Pretty what much. I was going to say. TV, Samsung. Cell towers. Yeah. Oh, there's an AC unit in here that we recently have that I noticed it said Samsung on it. I was like, really? It's cool. <laughs> they make everything, man. Blenders. Yeah, that's true. We we just moved house. My my refrigerator is a, is a Samsung refrigerator. That that's what led me to the Galaxy Note too. It, it was the refrigerator. <laughs> my fridge effect. told me. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the fridge said it would talk to a Galaxy Note two, and it'd be oh, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, I can use the uh, S Pen. On the refrigerator to like ask it for nicer food in there. <laughs> it really likes it when you magnet pictures Please. to it. Yeah. All right, uh, Larry, you had an interesting blog post about uh, Netflix and their technology, and also their cool boss. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it was in uh, uh, Business Week, Bloomberg Business Week, and uh, it was kind of it was an interesting article. It was a you know, profile of. The guy, what's his name, Reed Hastings. Reed Hastings. And kind of one of those uh, buff pieces made him sound like a really cool guy and, you know, sort of gave you some insight. But they also talked in real general terms about the technology. And shit, it is really complex. And the thing that, the other thing that jumped out, all of Netflix, I'm getting some feedback here. Netflix runs in Amazon's cloud. Yeah, because you that, remember when that's when really weird because Amazon's a big competitor of Netflix. I don't know. Uh, they must have good lawyers, kind of you putting know. up a Chinese Would, firewall. You remember we were all talking about that when Amazon had that big outage and Netflix was out, and everyone was like, "Well, yeah, duh," because Netflix yeah. hosts through them. So. You remember that? Yep. Amazon Cloud. But it was cool. They were saying things like, "Well, one thing I I put a graphic up there showing how much of the download." North American download bandwidth uh, time that Netflix uses. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's kind of impressive. Uh, but the other thing they're saying, like Netflix runs all day, and then at night they make dynamic decisions based on what happened during that day. They predict what's going to happen the next day, and they provision servers all over the country um, dynamically every night between 2 and 5 a.m in your time zone. I thought it was pretty, it's pretty amazing. Well, the other thing it's is cool. they, they absolutely do rate limit. They do what? They rate limit. So like, uh, for example, they showed the, the fastest uh, Netflix access in the U.S. was out of like the Google Fiber stuff in Kansas City. Uh, but it was like four megabits. But gotcha. that is because the Google Fiber is four megabits. That's because uh, Netflix can't <laughs> serve gigabit to all the users and still be on. Right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was just those kind of considerations that you wouldn't think about. They it said they have a hundred different versions of each program for different bandwidths and different uh, different screens. And they're all constantly running in real time to shape what's going out. 
That's crazy. Um, I think you got the impression that they just that they didn't make adjustments uh, continuously, but just once every day at between two and five a.m. Oh, I see. That's interesting. I mean, if you think about it, like, what are the numbers of what they're serving? It's ridiculous. Yeah. How, I mean, is it rivaling YouTube of? Oh yeah, look at that, that graphic you had up. YouTube and everybody else is about the same as Netflix by themselves. Okay, wow. Yeah, and that's the bottom half of that orange part is is all the other video, which would include you. Sorry, Richie. Wow. Nah, it's okay. That's <laughs> okay. I think YouTube is doing just fine. Blockbuster is right behind them, right? Yeah. But we got <laughs> Psy. Blockbuster. What do you guys think about the paid subscriptions for YouTube now? I didn't even hear about it. Yeah, they started offering the channels last week. Um, I haven't looked at any of them to see like what the sampling sampling is. But what are you guys' thoughts on it? Because YouTube started just with average Joes taking pictures of you know videos of their cats is that something they have to fight against to get it in the mindset of the people that this isn't just amateur homemade video stuff or is it still going to be that but just higher production value amateur homemade stuff that's that's a valid question like if if Yats was subscription, like would people pay for this kind of stuff? Or are you talking like shows like Hemlock Grove or House of Cards, like net, what Netflix was creating? Yeah. Well, well, all of the Google Play stuff that's on video, it's actually sold through essentially YouTube. Right? YouTube, yeah. They have it set up, so I think they are kind of building this idea of like, hey, there's the high quality stuff that has you know Hollywood stars and high production value <laughs> that that you would either pay. Uh, fee per show where you'd pay for the season. Uh, and then, and, and I think they're trying to change the models where it's like you could basically get a la carte television. Exactly. Yeah. And I think people are definitely willing to pay for a good TV with no commercials at reasonable prices. Look at Netflix. I pay uh, my eight bucks a month. We get Amazon money. I, I don't mind. I don't mind paying a subscription fee if it's something I want to watch. But exactly. I've got to be pretty motivated to, to to really want to watch it. And so far, in the sort of quick scan I've done of what uh, what YouTube is offering, it, it seems like more noise in the background than anything that would be entertaining to me. Well, and hey, Ant, what's the price like? Are they? Is it like eight bucks a month, like Netflix, or is it per channel, or what's the structure? Uh, I I I don't know. I can't say that I know. Um, I just heard about it. Talked about last. I heard it mentioned last week um, on one of the Twitch shows. Right. And then today it it piqued my interest again because my Google TV got an update for the YouTube app, and the update was mentioning you know support for paid subscriptions. So I was like, huh. Is it when you buy a channel or you buy a program or what? What's the, My know? understanding is it's a it's a whole channel. You know, I'm I'm not going to say it's going to be like Fox Channel or or TLC's channel. It, well, and they they might be building a framework for a platform for doing those kinds of things, saying hey, DIY or 
Home and Garden, do you want to basically sell your channel content through this? Well, and that's – so here, uh, article on USA Today, they say they have 53 channels available in the pilot, which is like a UFC, Jim Henson, Family TV, Sesame Street, National Geographic Kids, stuff like that, uh, for 99 cents a month, the subscription fees. If you get a, you get a 14-day free trial, and then it kicks into uh, 99 cents a month, and they say they'll start rolling out more channels in the coming weeks. So 99 cents per channel that you subscribe to. Right. Okay. But if you get, like, what'd you say, was Sesame Street one of them? Well, there's 53 channels right now. Let's see. No, but it was something like, I mean, 99 cents a month for Sesame Street. You get... You can get Baby First Plus, Big Star Movies, Cars.tv, Cubaplay.tv, Corman's Drive-In, Comedy.tv, Digital Theater. I mean, there's just a ton of stuff, but it's all like, I've never heard of any of these, really. I thought you said Sesame Street. (laughs) Jim Henson's Sesame Street. On Jim Henson Family TV. Is Jim Henson still alive? No. No. <laughs> Negative Ghost Rider. That's a strong brand. His spirit <laughs> is in his alive in the brand, but and somebody's making money off it still for sure. You get TNA Wrestling Impact Plus. Oh damn. But if, if it's ninety nine cents, it's the kind of thing you can watch it for a month and then just blow it. Well, off. you would watch it for two weeks like, for free, and then if you continue, if you liked sounds- it. <laughs> You would pay her. Nope. I think until they can rival what Netflix has, like, I think there's a big use case of people that pirate the crap out of stuff, but they pay their $8 a month Netflix dues just to, like, satisfy it, and eventually it'll be on Netflix, which will erase the the piracy. But uh, I think until they, they need a bigger selection, for sure. Has anybody started watching any of the Amazon stuff? I just watched a few a few of the pilots um, and just waiting to see what's going to happen with it. I think I watched uh, maybe four of them and only liked two. Uh, I liked the one where it was uh, uh, John Goodman. I liked that one. It could be better as far as the writing goes, but I liked it all right. And um, there was one where there were, were, were guys developing an app trying to be a startup. That was pretty good. Right. No, it doesn't sound like it compared to House of Cards, for example. Well, oh, no. Well, it's, for example, I, I actually would never really used Amazon Instant Video, but I did use it to watch the final six episodes of The Closer uh-huh. because I checked on Hulu and it wasn't there, and I checked on Netflix and it wasn't there, and I checked on, you know, I tried all kinds of other places, and then I went to, actually, I went to Amazon to see if I could buy the DVD for the season, and I just typed in the closer, and it was like, "Oh, watch it on Amazon Instant Video." I'm like, "Oh, well, <laughs> okay." Well, why not? <laughs> well, I'll leave it in. I'll do that. That's cool. You know, one way that Amazon's making money off of us is they'll show you three seasons, but not the current season. And my wife will end up watching the free ones and then buying the current season. Oh, I'm more disciplined than that. That's what torrents are for. Word to that. <laughs> Word to that. Where's 720, 1080? What do you want? It's called discipline. Is that man. a proper? Discipline. Is that a proper? No, I don't want it. Oh man, you rack a discipline. It's great. 
So, oh, you want to talk about? I thought this is kind of interesting, seeing how uh, Hangouts fails for us sometimes. Uh, Larry, you posted a blog about this classroom that was trying to use Hangouts, and it—I mean, this happens, right? It's not like, oh my <coughs> god, this happened, but it is funny that as this technology becomes more prevalent in classrooms and stuff, and it fails, it will be kids will poke fun at it because kids are a holes like that, like the rest of us on the <laughs> internet, and it's just—it's funny, but. Yeah, I, I ran a uh, tried to run a synchronous class meeting on it, and uh, a, a couple of things that I hadn't thought of. Part was my fault. Uh, one is I didn't tell the students that they should all kill all the apps they were running except for Google, uh, except the Hangout. And also, I had pretty good connectivity, but the students had slow machines, fast machines, slow connectivity, so. Bottom line, the overall experience when it was working was unsatisfactory. And to make matters worse, I was trying to go back and forth, uh, quickly switch back and forth between uh, having the Hangout and popping up uh, PowerPoints, images, uh, not just uh, detailed slides, but PowerPoint images. And after I did that maybe five or six times, and by the way, it was, the user interface sucked. It was... It should be way easier. You should just be able to click and switch, one click. Um, my machine crashed. And it crashed with uh, quite a bit of memory still available, but 100% CPU, the fan running like hell. So there's some evil bug or interaction between Hangout and, and uh, PowerPoint, I guess. I don't know what it was. I don't know that it's maybe uh, PowerPoint, but I will... Show you. Kind of memory leak or something, because well, it's not a memory leak, but all of a sudden everything froze up, and my CPU, you know, that little uh, what do you call it? What do they call the monitor? Yeah, process monitor. Control alt delete task manager. Task manager. Yeah, it said 100, percent and the fan was saying yes, 100, percent yes. 100%. Okay, I want to. <laughs> so I'll... we restarted, got all back on, in about three or four. Slides flips later, it crashed again, so we blew it off. Let me show you yeah. something real quick, Larry. Wait, did it? Let me just, I gotta, I gotta, that's all the bad news. The good news is, there's no doubt in my mind that that is going to be a major. It's going to be as used as much in classrooms or in, in internet-based classrooms and in education as blackboards are today. It's going to be used for presentations. And it's going to be used for students working together and studying together. And it's going to be a mainstay of education mm -hmm. five years from now. I do believe, <laughs> in spite of that shitty experience. Okay, what were you going to show me? I agree. Oh I need you to see this screen. This is what Hangouts did to Eric Finkenbeiner's computer last night during AOTA. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> completely yeah, should, froze, completely locked up, just done. There's what you get. Sometimes it but, works, yeah. sometimes it doesn't. I got to tell you, though. I told the students, hey, come on, look at the videos of the, War of the Wright Brothers' first flight. That's where we are right now. And I truly believe it. Uh, well, that's for sure. Gets gigabit internet everywhere in the world. And you know what else you didn't take into consideration, Larry? The more people oh, that wow. join the Hangout, the more bandwidth, the more CPU is going to suck from everybody. So if you have a class in there, like, yeah, it's going to Oh, we had, crash. you know, 10 in and the rest on air. Right, oh. This or a marginal cost to the on-air? Uh... I would imagine. No, but that we would notice, or is it... Uh... 
No, it not the on-air air side, not the people viewing. Explain to me what you just said. What in what what goes up as uh, what does any in one individual's bandwidth load go up? Is there ten people or five people? What's uh, why? everybody's does? It's a whole nother video that you have to render for everybody. Right, but that's Google's bot doing that. Right, but your computer has to process it. So. You have to process that feed. You got to render it. Right, but does my computer do? Oh, you mean the little uh, the thumbnails at the bottom? Yeah, but uh, yeah, and the switching. I mean, every person you add to it is going to drain. You know, it's not perfect yet, Larry. No, I can <laughs> see where it would make more load on the central facility, but on my particular client workstation, it seems like it would be kind of marginal. The, the difference if three people are watching or four people are watching. Well, I mean, just as an example, when's the last time you used WebEx? I'm sorry? When's the last time you used WebEx? Never. Okay, I'm just, but I mean, that was something like this, except without the, uh, the 10 yeah, people. I heard commercials. Um, okay, but why does the load of my individual machine go up if more people are watching? It doesn't go up if I'm they're just watching. with a server. No, 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 no. It's kind of a thing, right? It's not if they're watching, Larry. It's the participants. If they're watching, that's on Google's side. But if right. it's participants, it's rendering extra window. It's it's on your side, each person's computer. Well, you mean the little thumbnails at the bottom? Yes. There's only one picture at any one time. My <coughs> thing has to render. Right. Okay. So that's not, that seems kind of marginal. Anyhow, it crashed. Um, It'll do that. <laughs> but It'll it is. So I've just got no doubt that when Hangouts work smoothly. Um, and and everybody's machine is you know one you know one more uh, iteration of Moore's law faster, and we've all got decent bandwidth. It's going to be uh, it's coming. It's, it's all totally, fixed in the new version. Totally cool. And it's not just for class meetings. It's for the students getting together and working on projects and studying together and so forth. Well, and to bring it back to I/O, that was kind of one of the focuses: education, bringing this to yeah. people. That yeah, that's that's really cool. And we, and Google, I, uh, Google needs to. Well, they won't talk about it. I I have tried to get them to talk about it, but you know they they've got their MOOC server uh, platform is open source, and they're working hard to improve it. But they really need, in my humble opinion, to offer that as a service. And then we've got uh, you know kind of YouTube for education, and anybody that wants to puts up a course and. I mean, that could be really cool. There's a lot of that on there already, right? If you want to learn how to do something real quick, like you go find a yeah. YouTube too. But what if what if uh, Google, if the team working on Google's course builder on their MOOC platform, it's open source right now. What if instead of saying, "Hey, you can have it, but you have to host it," they would say, "It's a hosted service. Here's the URL. Go build your course." Uh, that would be a lot lower barrier to entry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Email them. Richard, will you oh. tell that to somebody? Thank you. I, I have <laughs> Richard tell me find out who to tell that to and I've told them. And they said no comment. So Of course. Of course. Yeah. Unsurprisingly. Hey, one thing at a time, they're busy trying to change trying to get computers out of the way of our computing. So when they're done with that, then maybe no, no, one, one other thing first. Can they get done with uh, Google Fiber for Austin? 
They're, oh, they're, they can move on to whatever they want. Are you in Austin? Oh, are you in Austin? Yes. yes. I heard. Do you I need heard, a roommate? Uh, Hold on. Do you need two roommates? Post today, where he said they're only going to do certain kind of high end parts of Austin. Is that true? They're going to only give it to the rich people in Austin. Is that I, what I read so far? Was that uh, educational institutions and hospitals and and locations like that will get first priority? And then I also read, and I went on the web and did this, that there will be priorities for, for certain neighborhoods within Austin, and they're partly basing it on the levels of interest. And there, there's a website form where you can go and put your zip code, and I put mine in like 70,000 times. That a boy. Um, they did that for so KC too, right? Like yeah, go and KC get your – they wanted to get your neighbors involved so that you could all go and get 10 people and petition them and be like, yo, here, we're ready. Here's our money. Well, yeah, I think so. I think there's at least, you know, I mean, presumably that's not going to be, you know, obviously the only factor, but I think it's going to be somewhere in the equation is the, the level of interest. I mean, I guess that makes business sense. I mean, if they see that, well, you know, this neighborhood over here is like the five megabits a month. Uh, that's uh, yeah. five, five megabits, and free. that you can pay like three hundred dollars to get it installed, and then it's free after that. Right, right. You can pay in installments like $25 a month for a year. Right. Uh, and then that's, that's, that whole pricing is designed as an outreach to, uh, to, to less, uh, to, to basically lower income. Right. Um, and what they did in Kansas city was broke the city up into what they called fiber beds, little chunks. Sure. And, and they, and they try to get people to sign up and, and those that exceeded the threshold, uh, they will get, the fiber and and also the you know the free uh, the five gigs free uh, five gigs on which, uh, but I had the impression reading Lauren's post that they have decided certain areas of they've already decided a priority before doing that kind of a uh, vote with your vote with your dollars thing in Austin, uh, which neighborhoods would get it and which wouldn't. But it sounds like you're saying that's not the case. As, that's not what I read, but you know I mean I haven't like. Try to keep my nose to the ground every day or anything. Yeah, they haven't actually released any details about exactly how they're going to do the Austin rollout. But my 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 guess, and this is just purely guess, me conjecturizing as me, not as the Google has spoken, uh, is basically that they would uh, they would basically do something similar to the Kansas City model, where they would create the fiber hoods and then go out and and offer a similar package as the three hundred dollar. In fact, I think the other thing they offered was uh, that you could get a Chromebook. There's like a two hundred dollar Chromebook, and you can pay ten dollars a month for like two years, and then then you would just own it. It's like a rent. I, I think if you bought the fiber, you got it for free. If you bought the gig, if you bought the gig, well, I don't know if they were giving away Chromebooks or Nexus Sevens. I think they had a Nexus Seven. Oh, was it ne- Okay, yeah, you're right. All right, I take it back. The the other good thing that seems to me that's coming out of it, um, you know, even in advance of any of the details is that AT&T were immediately shouting about they're going to, you know, step up their game and they're going to offer some faster speeds and, and get some better options for us. And I'm sure Time Warner Cable, who are the only other real big provider here, are going to jump in as well. So, I mean, you know, if Google's actions can make those idiots finally do something to address their customers, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll put a link to Lauren's post in the in the show notes because uh, he got the impression that 
that part of it was, you know, you have to get permission from the city to, to lay the fiber and, you know, to have access to tunnels and stuff. And he had, gave me the impression that they were only going after certain neighborhoods a priori. But let, let me put that in the and, AT, and he was saying AT&T will follow along. But let me, uh, I'll put that in the show notes. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Is that it? It's about an hour. Good stuff. I.O. And like I said, next week we'll have some more just on uh, what else was announced in the next couple days. Uh, Aunt Pruitt's point and shoot tomorrow night. Google Hangouts allowing. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> awesome. And a new photo editing on G+. That's right. That's right. Good stuff. Lots it's of stuff. It's already to... been put to use in the community. So if they got photo editing on G+, who needs Photoshopping? Nah, this is cool. The the mm-hmm. auto stuff they announced, like that that's pretty cool. Doing the best of your I, I, I like that. So uh yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh Patrick Jordan, I good to have you again. Thank you. Where are you writing at? Mention just real quick. I'm writing at iPad Insight and also at twenty four seven tablets. Good deal. Richard Hay. On a new domain dot net. We got a couple new sites launching. Keep an eye out for those on anewdomain.net and agnewdomain.com. Yipper. Awesome. Mike Rothman, Mr. Groovy Post. You can follow me at uh, <clears throat> That Works For Me and check out my writing on uh, Dell's Tech Page One. Are you still writing for Groovy Post? I am indeed. Here and there? Good stuff. Yeah, here Groovy, and there. Groovy right. Post, Tech Page One, a new domain. You find all of us writing on all of those. So, uh, yet another texture.com. That's the site for this show. Find us on iTunes. Find all our social and network stuff. Google Plus Communities, where we're most active, unless you're Ant Pruitt. He's on Facebook. Uh, we got a Twitter account and all that. <laughs> so, make sure to check it out uh, and attack the Androids. Uh, Other than that, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Good night, all. Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.